Welcome to the Chamber Buzz with Bobby. I'm Bobby Vandenbalk, Member Services Director with the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. In this podcast, you will learn how people got their start, what brought them to the Exeter area, and how they'd like to be remembered. We'll give you a unique look into the lives of people who make up our community. And as you know, we always say people are going to do business with people they know and trust. So let's get started getting to know this person behind this business. Today, my guest is Karen Poplaski, and she is the co-owner of BodyWise Physical Therapy. They have two locations, one in Stratum and one in Epping. And Karen, thank you for joining us today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm, I'm very excited to be here on this Thursday. I know it's kind of a dreary day, but um, compared to yesterday, it was so beautiful. I don't know. I I'm hoping we get through this and this weekend will just be beautiful. I I agree. I'm I'm ready for spring to officially be here and stay. Now, Karen, can you tell us um, how you got involved in um, body body wise physical therapy, where you started? Because you had your first location in Epping, correct? Yes. um, I I blame my husband for the whole thing. We are both physical therapists. Um, We met in college which was in New England. We worked in California for a couple of years and out West. And uh, when we came back, um, we were both in different physical therapy clinics. I was in Northwood and he was in Derry actually. And we lived in Candia. And um, we inherited a little bit of money. It was right after we got married. And one day he said to me that he thought we should open our own clinic. Um, And my immediate response to most of his ideas are no. Um, I, I'm like the planner and I need to know the details and he's a big picture thinker. So most of the time I think he's crazy. And then I, I just take my time to process. Uh, we, we had no idea what we were doing. Uh, we didn't go to school for business. Um, so he really lobbied for us to try it before we had kids and settled down and had, you know, responsibilities where we wouldn't want to take risks. So we went and bought, um, had a ready business plan for dummies. Um, and we uh, worked full time. And then at night we wrote this business plan, this huge business plan. And, and Ryan, anyone who knows him, he loves to research. So he did all the research as to where we should put the clinic. Um, so that's how we ended up in Epping on 125 because of all the street traffic. Um, and we opened it in 2007, um, way back then, just the two of us. Wow. That's great. Now, how long have you had the stratum? Because you so, branched out. Yes. Yeah, so we opened stratum last June. Um, wow. You know, again, my my hesitation for, for Ryan's big ideas. Um, so he's always wanted to <laughs> branch out. Um, and again, me, the planner and the detail person, I always sort of hesitated on that. Um, and, and, you know, COVID really allowed us the time to shore up our foundations of our business and and get a really, really strong team around us and the leadership team. And, um, you know, I really grew to trust that, hey, we have a really good thing here and we provide a really good service. And I think we could replicate this and not lose our quality and not lose our patient experience or our work family. So I finally said yes. (laughs) And then... And then that ball ball started rolling. It took for, you know, it took a long time. It took a year to get it, to get it open. That's a lot to have two locations 
working in one location, trying to establish another. Yeah, that's a lot. I can understand why it took a little bit of time. Let's get started with, now you both do, you said you're both physical therapists. So do you do physical therapy at the locations or are you administrative? So now we're administrative. Um, we, we did PT, we did the physical therapy for 11 years, I think it was, um, just us, because um, we really didn't know, to be honest, the best way to run the business. You know, we knew how to be physical therapists in the business, um, and we didn't really have time to run the business because we were PTs. Um, we sort of, we have two kids, we just passed each other in the wind, um, and, you know, we're almost single parents during the week because one was here and one was at work. Um, and then it, it really wasn't until our daughter was going into kindergarten where we thought we really have to figure this out a little bit better as a business um, so we can spend more time with our kids and figure out how to grow this um, or we should just go work for other people. So um, at that point, we really started to learn how to think of it as business owners and start to hire more staff and pull out of gradually the physical therapy so then we could actually work on the business and grow the business. Um, and then, you know, another positive for COVID is that, um, right? So is that when we dropped in productivity at the beginning, we really spent a lot of time mentoring the therapists we have um, and our numbers skyrocketed because all the great things that patients said about us, they said about our PTs. So, right. yeah, so we really decided, hey, our energy should be in mentoring the staff and supporting the staff and, and growing the business. So it, we were, we, I think we're working two days a week treating before COVID. And then during COVID, we gave the patients to our staff so we could all stay on and all get paid. And um, so we haven't treated in almost two years. Actually, I think it's been two years. Yeah, so we just focus on growing the business and staff and, and we can actually have family dinners now. <laughs> you actually see each other? Yes, we, we, well, we would see, people used to say, how can you work with your husband? Um, and, and we did totally different things at work. And, and when you're with a patient, you have no idea what anyone else is doing. And then we have very different business roles. So, um, you know, we, we didn't actually spend a lot of time together. Oh, that's great. I love that. Well, let's get started um, finding out where you came from. So tell us a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up? What, what community did you grow up in? Yeah, so I'm a Jersey girl. So I grew up in New Jersey, and Ryan is an upstate New York boy. So <laughs> there's a lot of family jokes in there. Uh, I love that. Now, what were your parents' first names? Uh, my mom's name was Laura, and my dad's name is Ward. And so you, I think I heard you say that you and Ryan met in college. Yes. Yep. I was going. We'll get back to that a little bit later, but um, so tell me about your family. Tell me about your, your mom and your dad. Did they come from big families? Um, a little bit about their backgrounds. Sure. Um, so my mom actually um, grew up in England. Yeah, my, her whole family is still over there. Um, she came over here when she was around 19 and 20. She loved Elvis Presley. Um, she was the oh. Elvis Presley fan club president. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So she wasn't, she grew up in a military family. So she wasn't a huge fan of um, England for, you know, whatever reason. So she jumped ship and didn't know anybody, packed a suitcase, 
you know, oh, with I her Elvis, with that, her Elvis souvenirs. That is so funny. Oh my god. Yeah, I love. That. Um, no, and then she, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish. Finish what you're saying. Yeah, and then she ended up doing that for a couple of years, and then she worked in a library in New York City, which is where she met my dad. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, so cool. I love that. Now, did she come from a big family? Lots of siblings? Uh, no, they both came from a family. They both have two siblings each. So, so not, I mean, not small family, but not huge family. Um, now, are you able to travel and visit family over in England? Yes. So we, um, we went, I'm trying to think we went three or four years. It was definitely pre-COVID. We finally took the kids because actually um, you know, with working the, all the time and you own your own business at the time, when we ever we closed, we, you know, lost money because we had to close. So it was actually um, patients who encouraged us at the time because it, it, my, my mom has actually passed away. Um, Sorry. And my um, grandma, her mom was getting much older and my kids had never met my grandma. So we ended up closing the business and for a week and we took the kids over there. I think it was four years ago, four or five years ago. So that was great. I love that. What a great experience for them as well. Yes, yes, yes. And they met. So, you know, it's funny, my grandma, she actually just recently passed away. She lived to a hundred and got a letter from the queen. They actually oh still do that. Gosh, that is yeah. so fun. Yeah. So she lived in the same row house that my mom grew up in. So we got to show the kids that and, and my uncle and aunt. Um, so it was great. It was a great experience. What a great experience. Oh my gosh. That's so, I love that story. Thank you so much for sharing it. Now You're what's welcome. your dad? So my dad and, and my um, got remarried to my stepmom, Hillary, who she's awesome. She actually has owned a couple of businesses. So she's been good to um, talk to about, you know, the business aspect. They're still in New Jersey. My dad, um, they're really involved with the church and singing and um, he's in, involved with the New York Glee Club and my uncle and aunt are in New Jersey. Um, so now what did your dad do for work? Um, so he worked in marketing. He worked for Nabisco for many, 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 many years. Oh, that's so, that's so cool. Good for him. And did he come from a big family? No, you said two, two siblings. Yeah, two siblings. So, and he's the youngest by quite a lot. So my um, uncle and aunt um, are amazing people, but they are, were almost like our grandparents because um, it's, I think it's a 15 year gap. So oh, that's a, that is a big gap. Yeah. Wow. I'm not sure if he was an oops or how that worked. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> now, do you have any siblings? Yes, I actually have a twin brother. Um, you do? Oh, that's, yeah. so, that's so exciting. Uh, and I have a younger sister. So twins run in my family. So my mom's dad was a twin. Um, so it skips a generation. So we were twins. I'm a twin. And then um, I always tell Lana, our daughter, so she has a pretty high chance of having twins. Or maybe my niece. So <laughs> I love that. Now, um, so where do you find it, fall in the line of your siblings? Oldest, youngest? Yeah, so my brother and I are the oldest, though they will all tell you I have the middle child syndrome, you know, want everyone to get along. And then my, my sister is three years younger than Is it true what they say about tw twins that you have a bond that? So I would say it's probably not the same with fraternal as identical. Um, but, um, you know, we are probably closer than a lot of brothers and sisters. Um, he is actually 
living in New Hampshire for a couple of years, which is awesome. Um, but we are very different. It's almost as if somebody took skill sets and personality, you know, in the womb and said, okay, you can have this one and you can have this one. <laughs> so we always joke. We said, if we were one person, we would be amazing at everything. <laughs> I love that. What, now, what does he do? So he's interesting. So he works, um, so he's actually switching jobs soon, but he, he helps um, companies develop drugs. Um, he doesn't do the drug development, but he helps find the patients. So he works in very rare diseases. He's working with dermatology and he's gonna move to um, oncology. So if you're a company that needs to um, get a drug FDA approved, he helps in terms of, he's gotta find, you know, find the patients and find, advocate for the patients and put everything in place so then you can run your study. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting. He used to travel, he used to travel a lot and now he just works remotely. So he, him and his husband actually spend two years in Brazil and two years in here. So they, wow. they just swap every two years where they live. <laughs> so we're going to go to Brazil for two years and visit them. Like a pretty exciting life actually. Right? Very exciting. <laughs> I love that. So tell me what was like a typical day growing up in your house? Yeah, we were a very traditional family. And I, in the sense where, you know, back in the day, you know, they would kids, kick us kids outside in the morning, you know, and come back, <laughs> come back when it's dark for dinner. Um, my mom did a lot of the house stuff. Um, you know, it was very, very sort of typical back then. We, you know, we watched TV. It was with the family at night. Um, you know, so that my parents were very involved with church. So at the time we were very involved with church. Were you um, siblings, were you active in, in school um, activities, that kind of thing, sports? Done them all the time if I could. Um, we, my sister was in sports too. My brother was very much into theater. So between all of us, wow. um, I did, my dad was into singing. My mom was very much into crafting, you know, he, and head of the PTO and, oh my you know, head of the church craft group. And yeah. You were all over, you guys were all over the place all the time. I yep. like it. I like it. Now, tell me a little bit about school, where you started, where you ended. Yeah, up. so um, away from planning so much now, but um, I always um, wanted to be active and also love sports. So I, I thought I did some volunteering with the PT. So I thought this is a cool job. Um, and I started out very much as an introvert. I don't know if I'm a full extrovert now, but um, so I wasn't sure about necessarily talking to people all the time, but I thought, all right, it's active. I can work with athletes. Um, this sounds like a good career. Let's try this type of thing. Um, so I, I pretty much had a straight path to PT school. Um, I, I always, growing up in New, New Jersey, I always loved New England. I loved the lighthouses. I love the Rocky coastline. Uh, I always wanted to be in New England. So. I went to school at the University of New England, which is in Biddeford Pool, on the ocean, right? You, I, I set foot on that campus and I was like, this is for me, I'm going here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you ended up in New England? In, in yes. New oh, wow. Yep. So at the time, so I, you know, I love the main coast. Um, I met Ryan in school, we met on college orientation. I was 17 and he was 18. Uh, and then actually towards the end of school, we. You could, why don't you go travel first? Go spend a couple of years somewhere else. So I moved to California, um, Northern California, and Ryan actually moved to California as well. And that's how we got back together. 
Oh my gosh, this was really meant to be you two. Yeah, it was meant to be. Um, I love it. He's definitely my best, he's definitely my best friend. Um, so then we got engaged out there. And then when we were coming back, his sister was living in New Hampshire and we could not afford to live on the main coast. Um, and we had been spoiled because we lived in beach houses in college. So we, you know, <laughs> we did it the wrong way. <laughs> so, um, so we ended up in New Hampshire because we were we wanted to be close to family and, and Laura was up here. So I, I absolutely love New Hampshire. I am thrilled to be in New Hampshire. I love everything it has to offer. Um, the ocean, the mountains, the small towns. Um, I, I absolutely love it here. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. It's, it does. It offers everything that you need and it's not far away. Um, if you want to go skiing, 45 minutes to an hour. If you want to go to the beach, it's, you know, 20 minutes. I mean, it just is perfect. It's really perfect. So tell me, what, what was your very first job, Karen? I was an ice cream scooper. Where? Yep. So um, it was in my hometown. So yep. I could, I could ride my bike there. Um, like a three mile bike ride. I forget the name of it though. Um, but yeah, I was an ice cream scooper. I love that. Now, what did you now? You must have built some muscle. Yes. I did. <laughs> yes. What was the thing that you've learned from that job that you have taken with you to all of your other jobs? Um, that's a great question. Um, probably um, being on time um, and being uh, just very respectful um, and patient with your customers. I love that. Well, it's so true. It's nice to learn that at an early age, right? And tell me, a, tell me a little bit more about why physical therapy was so interesting to you. What attracted you to it? Yes, great question. So I'm a, I'm a very black and white thinker, as I like to say. I, I used to love math as a kid, right? Because two plus two is always four. Just only one right answer. Um, so, you know, with the body, it may take a little bit to get to the right answer, um, but things usually make sense. Um, and, it, and it's very fascinating how it all connects together. Um, you know, some of the added bonuses of physical therapy, which I never thought of when I was younger, is actually the relationships you make with patients, just learning about them, connecting with them. Um, that's honestly the best part of the job. You definitely get to make them feel better and you get to empower them and educate them, but I'm pretty selfish in the fact that, you know, I learned and just gained so much from meeting so many different people. That's great. I love that. So you and Ryan um, really um, talked about mentoring your staff and really, um, Tell me a little bit more about that. What were you trying to instill in them? Yes. Yeah, so we, you know, being practice owners, um, especially for the first 10 years, right? You know, a, lo a lot of things that are important to us actually um, came from experiences of um, our parents. So my mom and had physical therapy. Um, it was after a mastectomy and she walked into a clinic and you know, her shoulder was tight. So this PT in New Jersey, um, 
didn't listen to her. She, you know, they, he made her wear a gown. They didn't even have treatment rooms. It was a, it was a current thing. And as soon as she said cancer, he was like, oh, I can't treat you. You need to leave. Like it was the worst. I, I was fit to be tied. Right. Oh so, God. yeah. So it was, you know, that's why we have treatment rooms. That's why we, I don't like gowns. You know, we get big t-shirts and big shorts for people. And, and um, you know, from that ex one negative experience, I really learned how important it is just to listen to patients. You know, don't assume you know what they are saying or yep. what you think is wrong with them because he absolutely could have helped her. It was her shoulder and nothing to do with, with mastectomy. Um, you know, at the beginning we had out, we were private practice. So we had a lot of time with patients. <laughs> I, I actually opened the practice. Ryan kept his job because he'd been a benefit. So he kept his job for a year and then he came over. So at the beginning, when we had patients, I still remember our number one patient. We still, we still, she still refers to herself as number one. I didn't tell her she was our first patient for a while. <laughs> I didn't want to scare her. Um, but I really had a lot of time to spend with people and really learn um, that it's not just the act of physical therapy. It's about the patient experience and advocating for a patient and teaching them how to make their way through the healthcare system, right? You know, treating them not like a shoulder, but their entire body, educating them and really empowering them. You know, this is what you need to do to help yourself. So you don't come back for the same thing. Um, so, you know, so it's all that we tell our therapists, you can treat your patients, the physical therapy aspect, how you want to, you all are much smarter than we are. Um, but the patient experience is where Ryan and I really like to mentor. Um, you know, how do you talk to someone? They come in and say, I don't, I hurt after the last time. Um, you know, and really working with our front office, it drives me nuts that, that, that offices don't appreciate their front office. Some offices don't, right? They're the foundation of any office. I don't care what Absolutely. industry you're in. Um, and they are beyond valuable to patients, to a company, to therapists. Um, so a lot of it is also working as a team and treating them as equals and, and, and just how valuable the front office is. I, I, I love that, that it is all about working as a team and working together and, and respecting everybody because everybody's important within that team. And, um, that, that my hat's off to you. That's great. Thank you. Uh, way to, um, work together for sure. Um, so let's talk a little bit about today. We know that you're married. Your husband's name is Ryan. Tell us a little bit about um, you. I know you mentioned you had two children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Michael, he's almost 13 and Lana is almost 10. Um, oh gosh. Yeah. And we live in Epping. So they're, uh, we actually um, used to live in Candia. We never necessarily meant to live and work in the same town, but um, we found a great house. Um, with, with lots of woods. Um, we actually um, do maple, we make maple syrup. So the kids love doing that. We have lots of maple trees, uh, which we had no idea how to do that uh, until we had someone kind of walk in our woods to teach us about the trees and what we should be doing to, and they kept saying, you have tons of maple trees. So uh, we learned how to do that. And I'm like, well, this sounds awesome. So fun. So do you have yeah. a little, a little, little house that you boil? 
Yeah, so it's it's marked. It's a hobby that anyone that does it will tell you it's a hobby that becomes an obsession, right? So so at the beginning, we kind of made this makeshift cinder block evaporator with a pan. Um, you know, the kids were this big. Um, but that's hard because you're outside, so it's windy, and it, it was just very inefficient. So we, we had this garden shed um, that was small, and one day we were kind of cleaning it out, and... I don't know, Ryan, I just had the same idea at the same time. We looked at each other like, this could be a sugar shack. Um, so for that, for Christmas, we got an evaporator. That was a Christmas present. Um, and then we had um, someone come and kind of convert it to a pseudo sugar shack slash shed. Um, so we've done that for the past three years, I think, which is nice because if it's raining, if it's cold, if it's windy, we can still, we can still um, do the sugaring. Oh, I love that. That's great. Well, now I know where I can go. Yeah, it, it's tons of fun. It's a great hobby. It, it gives us, we don't ski. Um, so we love to be outside. So it just gives us an excuse to be outside, you know, carrying the buckets in and chopping wood. And Karen, do you guys not ski because you're physical therapist? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, so my, my mom blew out her knee skiing. I'm not sure why Ryan doesn't ski. Um, and just being, you know, New Jersey, it, it was further away. Um, you know, we've, we've, we kind of feel guilty actually, because we haven't exposed our kids to skiing that much and snowboarding. So we thought, oh, we're probably doing them a disservice for, um, you know, being in New Hampshire and not learning that. Because what I, I tried when I was, my college roommate was an avid skier, right? So freshman year, she's like, I'll teach you how to ski. The next thing I know, I'm on a chairlift. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was terrified. It took me freaking an hour to get down the bunny slope. I thought I was in a black diamond, you know, and I was like, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> so it really wasn't until, uh, I think five years later, where I tried snowboarding with Ryan, which was, you know, less, it was more tolerable. You could just sit down on your butt. Um, but <laughs> so I don't know, we should probably expose our kids while they're young and have no fear. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's, let's, uh, room right to, uh, fall and falling would be a little bit easier so my last question for this segment is where do you see yourself personally and professionally in the next 10 years oh um, that's a great question so you know having kids often our lives revolve around ki the kids right so in 10 years um it Michael will be probably out of college. Lana will be in the middle of college, um, which is terrifying. Um, <laughs> you know, because they're my best friends too. So I told Lana I'm going to college with you. Um, but Ryan and I love to fish. So we talk about the decade, you know, the kids are out of college and maybe haven't settled into their own family that we would love to travel a lot um, in destinations where we could catch different types of fish. We think that would be really kind of a cool way to travel. I love that. I would never have said that you and Ryan were fisher people. Oh yes, it's Ryan is fly fishing and he's he's gotten me interested in it. So he's- That's great. It's yeah, he, he loves fishing. Um, now where's the yeah. most, where's the, where's the place that you've gone fly fishing that has been the most interesting or- so he, um, Ryan and his dad love to go out to the Salmon River, which is in upstate New York. Nice. They catch steelhead. Um, around here, I mean, the Lamprey, the Exeter, 
you know, he, he does a, a bunch there. He tries to catch stripers. I've caught a small striper and a fly rod, which is fun. Um, one of my bucket fish is a mahi-mahi, so. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so that's Florida. I think, I think our daughter is going to live in Florida. She wants tropical water and pond trees. Um, <laughs> our son is very much a woods, mountains kind of kid. Um, so I'm playing they may not live close to each other. <laughs> so we might need eventually two small places. <laughs> You know, but I love that. that so work, you know, work-wise, I think we'd still love to be doing what we're doing. Um, I'm I'm not sure if we would um, have more practices or just have the two practices. You know, it all that really just depends on can we replicate it with a high quality or, you know, maybe if one of our therapists moves and you know there's a need for a PT clinic in that town, um, maybe do a little bit of mentoring for other business owners. I'm not sure. Good for you. What a great plan. I love that. I love that tropical uh, water and sunshine and palm trees. That sounds pretty good to me as well. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up this first session. We're going to move into our second session where I ask um, every guest the same 10 questions. So the first question is, what's your favorite word? Oh, good question. Um, I think my intro is going to be cheesy. I, I would have to say the word love, which is so cheesy. But, you know, being a mom, it's like, you know, the emotion you get when your kids say it, the emotion you get when you say it. Um, not to leave Ryan out. I, I, <laughs> not to leave my husband out. But <laughs> I, I'm one that I don't throw that word around. You know, I don't say it unless I mean it. Um, so, you know, it's the word that has the most positive emotion for me whenever it's said or received. I like that. Very nice. And you know what? I think you're the first person that said that word is their favorite. Well, yeah, I give the, the cheesy answer, the hallmark answer. So what's your least favorite word? Oh, this is going to be even cheesier. So I, I dislike the word hate um, because it's such, it just has such, such negative emotions around it, right? And, you know, it's like, it's thrown around and it's like, you don't actually really hate that. You don't know that enough to hate that. That's such a strong, strong negative word. You could say, I dislike, but I, you'll hear me say that to our kids. Yeah, no, so, I totally agree with you. So Karen, what makes you just laugh out loud, total belly laugh? Probably our kids, they're just so goofy, especially Lana, she's gonna be on stage someday. Um, just the, the faces she makes and just the, you know, the innocent humor is, you know, just hysterical, isn't it? You said she's 10, 9, 10. She's almost 10. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's, a, that's a fun, it's a fun stage. And she's so outgoing. I was not at all like that as a kid. I think Ryan was very outgoing. So I think she gets that from him. <laughs> now, I know you said to you, you know, having your kids be older, 25 and in college and, or in the middle of college terrified you. Um, your son is going to be driving soon. That would terrify me. So he he's our rule follower, you know, like most first firstborn. So I we feel very lucky that our son is the oldest and that he's a rule follower. You know, if it was Lana, um, sometimes we joke. We say we're saving college money and bail money for you. <laughs> Just like um, so, we feel like we can a little bit ease into the teenagers with him. Lana, it's going to be a sprint. <laughs> unfortunately like most girls yes yes so what makes you 
really, really sad. Just totally breaks your heart. Oh gosh. Um, I think when, um, knowing when a lot of times when kids have hardships, it's not, it's not their fault. It, it's the, it's the situation around them that they are into no fault of their own. So that to me is just, you know, very sad to think about kids that might not have all the opportunities to no fault of their own. Yes. No, I can, I can completely relate to that with you. Um, what sound or noise do you love? Oh gosh, laughter, I would have to say, and birds. I love the sound of birds. So birds and laughter. Oh, I love that. We have birds outside of our window at the office. And I, I have to say, I don't always love them. <laughs> <laughs> they make a lot of racket. It's, uh, it's so funny. Um, what noise or, or sound drives you absolutely crazy? Oh, good question. My, it was funny. My son was asking me this last night. Uh, you know, nails on a chalkboard we were talking about. Um, also chewing with your mouth open. You know, that, that loud chewing yeah. is... Yeah, that's right there with you. All right. Now this question I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you to mute yourself for the answer. The question okay. is, what's your favorite curse word? Now you can mute yourself. <laughs> we love that word. And I know I, I've been a Jersey girl. I say that a, potentially too much at times. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, probably, and there's pros and cons to this, but I think maybe um, I admire the school counselors in school that get to connect with the kids. Um, I think obviously that job would be wonderful when it's wonderful and hard when it's hard. Um, but I think they can really make a positive difference in kids' lives um, who maybe don't have that chance outside of school to get that, so. Oh, that's cool. great. I love that. Um, if I wasn't a PT or a business owner, I would, I would say that. Yeah, I could see you doing that, actually. What profession would you not want to be any part of? Oh, gosh. That's a hard one. <laughs> no, it was pretty easy for me. Really? What's your answer? I don't want to work anything with sewers. Oh yeah. Going down into deep holes. That doesn't. Oh, I'm claustrophobic. So I would, you know, <laughs> seriously, anything with, you know, tight spaces or mining or anything with okay. tight spaces, I would, it would be a hard no for me. Like I don't mind getting dirty and sweaty and all hard working hard. But if there's tons of bugs and small spaces, I am out. So like the exterminators that have to crawl under our house, <laughs> I, I would do that job. Oh, that's so funny. And my last question for today is, what would you like your legacy to be? How would you like to be remembered? Or what would you like people to remember about you? Oh, um, I think that I was a kind person, um, authentic, what you see is what you get, um, respectful. Um, I, I love being people's cheerleaders, you know, bringing out the best in people, um, funny, um, positive, good energy. 
Um, and I like to think that I give someone that gives more than they receive. I think you've got a great start on that. I think you do all of those things. Thank you. Thank you. I so appreciate you being a part of our podcast today. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with us um, before we wrap up? Um, just that, you know, Ryan and I have really enjoyed being a part of the Extra Chamber. We wish we had done it sooner um, when we were, we've only, I think, done it for two years. Um, it's, it's really given us a sense of work community. Um, sometimes being a business owner can be a lonely job at times, right? And it's been great to just have the connections of the extra chamber and and go to the events and and just really, it's a great way to be more involved with the community and just feel like you're giving back. Um, so I really, again, I wish we had done it sooner and I just wanna thank you, um, you know, and everyone involved for it being a positive experience. Well, thank you. We, we truly appreciate that. And we're glad to be helpful and with, with whatever we can. Um, so thank you. Um, I do want you to give us information on, or the listeners information on how to connect with you um, if they're interested in um, physical therapy. Sure, absolutely. And um, the best way is our um, website. So bodywisenh.com. There is all of our latest and greatest technology, all of our therapists, um, and there is a uh, appointment now button as well. So that goes right to our patient care coordinator. So that's probably the best way to get a hold of us. Um, my email is karen at bodywisenh.com. So if anyone wants to connect, you're welcome to reach out that way. Thank you. Well, today I would like to thank my guest, Karen. Um, Poplaski of Body Work, uh, Body Wise uh, Physical Therapy. And um, we really appreciate getting to know you a little bit more and sharing your stories with us. So thank you for that. Um, I'd like to thank our listeners. We appreciate you joining us. And for now, you can find our podcast on the Exeter Area Chamber website, which is www.exeterarea.org. This is Bobby Vandenbalk, Member Services Director with the Exeter Area Chamber, signing off for today. Please join us next time for the Chamber Buzz with Bobby. Bye, everyone. The Chamber Buzz with Bobby is built and distributed through Anchor by Spotify. This podcast is produced by the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. To learn more about the Chamber, visit exeterarea.org.